Bienvenidos a Radio Menea. I'm Miriam Sorla Perez. And I am Vero Ayati Flores, and we are two Latinx friends with wildly different music tastes. Each week we bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love, and this week we've got some new music for y'all after our little descansito. We're back. Did you miss us? Yes. <laughs> yes, we're back. We've been working on shit, so we haven't really exactly been descansando, but no, y'all have been resting from us. Yeah, so. that's true. That's true. <laughs> we haven't been descansando, but... We have been on a break from the podcast working on a special project that hopefully we'll be able to tell you about at some point in the near future. Um, but I'm happy to be back. I've kind of missed this, you know, even though we talk yeah. all the time, it's a different kind of thing, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. You brought this new song that we're listening to. Can yeah. you tell us about So this is a song. Um, this is Son Jarocho, which is a type of music from Veracruz. And this is Los Cojolites featuring Natalia Laforcade. Let's take another listen. I got to learn about that um, style of music, which is from this part of Mexico, this coastal part of Mexico, Veracruz, um, in a few years back because a friend of mine was in a Son Jarocho group in D.C. And it's really mm-hmm. beautiful music. And, you know, the, it's it's very, like, I feel like it's very community-based, right? It's not like this sort of traditional, like, these people perform and then you're just, like, watching. Like, it's very participatory. People dance. People come in and out. People are singing. They're playing different instruments. Like, it's... It's got this very, like, communal feel to it. Um, you know, like so many genres, it's a mix of Spanish influence with, like, the different types of string instruments that are, like, guitar derivatives. Um, indigenous instrumentation, like, I think one of my favorite things is the... Um, like the donkey the ki- jaw that Yeah, they play? the quijada. The quijada, <laughs> yeah. It's a donkey jaw or a cow's jaw. And it's Some really cool. Some sort of animal's jaw. It can be either like one. a percussion yeah, instrument. It's really... I know, it's so cool, right? And then the widow too, which yeah. is like a gourd. So it just, you know, it, it, it and then obviously there's African influence as well with different percussion and, and whatnot. So it's just a typical kind of like Latin American mix of all these different influences. Um, and it's really beautiful music. And so, you know, I, I was texting, but I was like, have I brought Natalia Lafourcade too much? But the thing is that she, <laughs> which I don't know, I mean, it's our show, we can do whatever we want. But the reason I, I kind of keep bringing her is because she's doing I th- what I think are really interesting collaborations and partnerships with different 
um, in sort of like more traditional Mexican musical styles, like all around uh, Mexico. And so she did like a beautiful cumbia with like Los Angeles Azules that I loved. And, you know, this is what the son. So it's like none of these, you know, she she as an artist isn't necessarily belong to any of these styles, but like as a Mexican person, like sort of connecting with these different um, regional traditions. And then, you know, what she does, which I think is great, is that she brings like the attention of someone like me to Los Cojolites, you know, or like the Sonjaro mm-hmm. Church group that I wouldn't necessarily mm-hmm. like find on my own. And so, you know, she has this large platform and like has kind of a more mainstream attention. So um, I think it's cool. And and that's kind of been her project the last few years, which is like very different than where the way she started. She was kind of like, yeah, sp- a friend should be like a picture of her the other day that was like from when she was like a teenager. And she kind of looks like a little bit like emo grunge or something. You know? <laughs> but like we all have our, you know, we all have our moments and um I appreciate this kind of approach um, in terms of what she's doing. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I really like some too. I like that. It's a storytelling genre. Mm -hmm. I think that because uh, of it being a storytelling genre, it has lent itself a lot to like a lot of social justice causes, you know? Yeah. Um, and, um, and I think that, I mean, there may be several Song Harocho groups in D.C., but I think I might have seen that group yeah. <laughs> that your friend is in. Right. Um, as part yeah. of, like, some, like, popular education. Yeah. Like, workers storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was probably them. Yeah. It was probably them. Yeah. And it's, like, very political stuff, right? Yeah. And they do a lot of, like... Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very connected to, like, organizing and, like, labor mm-hmm. and, yeah, all of that kind of thing. Yeah. Totally. Um, mm-hmm. which I don't think is unique to the group here. Like, I think that's true of this right, right. particular style of music because it is so, I don't know. It's just like, it's participatory in its nature. You know, it's not like, yeah, you're not going, and which is not only true of Son Horacho, but it's not like, I'm going to like see the beautiful dancers on stage. You know, it's like these people are in the, the middle of the circle and like, we're, you know, there is less of a divide between like us and them. Like, you know, people are, and like these, these, parties or you know these son show gatherings tend to go on for hours and the music just keeps going and going you know and different people are stepping yeah. in and out and it's yeah yeah it's really beautiful so i was happy it to see really this cool. it's a cool tradition come across my feed and it came out sometime i don't know sometime in the last few like month or two since we've been we've been on a little break so something really big and let the next music happen while we were off working on this other project Ah, uh, yes. Bad Bunny chooses to drop an album without telling anybody, as he mm-hmm. does. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, like, quickly becomes, like, the top of all the charts and, like, dominating music somehow. Just sort of, like... Yeah, yeah. No, I think you know, Un Verano Sin Ti was, like, the most streamed album ever in the first yeah. 24 hours. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. something wild like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we thought about interrupting our break to do a we deep did. dive, but we decided that we had other priorities and that also there were not Bad Bunny's PR machines, so we just <laughs> didn't, <laughs> didn't do it. But we are dedicating about half of this um, episode's new music to um, a few of the songs on yeah, the album. You know, because it's going to be all over is, the place over the summer, yeah. and it's pretty the solid. Hype is real. I think it's pretty yeah. solid. The hype is real. It's 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 earned. You know, it's earned. Um, yeah, there's some really yeah. cool shit on there for sure. But I, th- I think Veto's exact quote was, we don't need to be riding Bad Bunny's dick like that. <laughs> yeah, we don't. We don't. <laughs> Which I loved. I was like, that's, that's real. We've already dedicated, I think, like three episodes just to his music in the time we've had this podcast. So. Yeah, yeah. I he doesn't need like our publicity. <laughs> that's fine. He's doing just fine. 
<laughs> oh, okay. Um, He's got so an you... <laughs> army of people riding his dick. We yes, can yes, get off the ride. <laughs> he does. I mean, yes. Okay. This metaphor is a lot. All right. Um, <clears throat> so I let you pick the songs from the album because I think you've spent more time with it than I have. So what's the first song you wanted to bring? Yeah. So the album has 23 songs on it, first of all. So it's just like so many songs. I particularly feel like... I don't know, man. You maybe need to edit down. I think that sometimes when artists get like really big and really feel like they're awesome, like they think that all of their songs must be amazing. <laughs> uh, like tw- twenty three songs feels like too much to me. Pero right. whatever. Like I feel every... pretty good about a lot of them. You start I releasing don't... every musical thought you have, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't love all of them, but there's some really, really solid ones. Um, and I feel like the first few tracks are a really fun run. I'm going to start with the second one. It's called Después de la Playa. Let's take a listen. Dime que tú juegas y yo lo juego. No lo demos pa luego no. Que la lucha se fue y la noche llegó. Ay, quiero saber si usted quiere lo mismo que yo. Dime pa dónde vamos después de la playa. Si no se camó, yo traigo la toalla y de nuevo no mamo. Pero en mi cama te voy a dar tabla de selfie. Yeah. Dime pa' dónde vamos después de la playa. Si no se camó, yo traigo la toalla y de nuevo no mamo. Pero en mi cama te voy a dar tabla de selfie, bebé. Dime, ¿vamos para el mambo o no vamos para el mambo? Tú me dices, mami. Zumba. So this is the second song on the album, and though I do like some of the later songs on the album, I do feel like this first four tracks are like a really really great run um the second one is super fun to me it starts out with these like amazing synths which you know if you're a long time listener of us you'll know that i love and then it does this like cool merengue switch up which is sort of unexpected Mm -hmm. and sort of keeps up the melody of the first half and um i just really have to give a shout out to producers mag and la paciencia who are all over this album and i think really do a masterful job of bringing and shaping the album and like here you'll hear merengue on a track i'm bringing later you'll hear dominican dembo and they're doing it in like a sort of like really different and risky way which i you know i always have appreciated that about bad bunny like his propensity towards risk yeah um i think this album is probably less risky than others both musically and also just because of where he is in his career you know like he just Mm -hmm. like has much less to lose than he did when he decided to like i don't know do pop punk on por siempre (laughs) you know like um i think it's a different equation but i'm still here for like all the fun different moments and um i really appreciate his ear for producers and um these these two kids are are doing great i i like it a lot 
So yeah, that's what I was saying is that I've been talking to a couple people, like some friends about this album, and a lot of them are like, I like this one better than the last album. And this was wondering if you think that this one is less like risky or experimental than the last album that he put out. No, I just think that this one's more Caribbean. Like this one is more like dancey. And the other one was more like he was doing like some of his like rock things. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. I think that makes sense. Yeah. I have to say that when I first listened to this album, I was in a really bad mood. <laughs> Oh, Which I feel no. like kind of like impacted my feelings about it. I was kind of like, eh. But then um, I was out at a show. I went and saw Reina Tropical, which was really fun. And mm-hmm. my friend Christy Lorat, she opened for them, DJed for them. And she played a lot of these songs. And like in that space and sort of like a dance floor and like everyone getting really excited. Like I, I got more um, connected to some of the songs. I was like, okay, yeah, like I get it, you know. But yeah, yeah. my first my first run didn't go so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really liked it the first time I listened to it. I thought it was, I was surprised. I liked it a lot. Like, I feel like, I don't know, like, there's like a Bossa Nova track on here. (laughs) Like, that's incredible. I love Mm. it so much. And it still sounds like Bad Bunny. It still sounds like his music, but it's just like, it's just a little Bossa Nova moment, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I really love his, his ability to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I feel a little bit like saturated by his particular sound. You know, like I do think he does a lot of different oh, yeah. things, but like his voice, like he has a very like sort of iconic voice and like and the way of singing. And I'm just I'm a little bit like okay, all right, okay. I sort bunny, of felt that know? way with the last album. I was just yeah. like, okay, like this is enough, Bad Bunny. Like this right. is great. Like shout out to you, but I'm sort of like over listening to this. But yeah. I feel like something about summertime and this album and like the Caribbean rhythms is all working for me. So I'm, I'm, I'm back in. Yeah. I was feeling it more once I was in like more of a sort of collective space and like appreciating Mm -hmm. it with other people and like dancing. And then I was like, okay, you know, um, it felt, yeah, I have yet to hear it in that, um, in that vibe. Although I did hear it at Coney Island already. So (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing. Yeah. I feel like this, this album is going to be like all everywhere this summer, you know, it is 100% is it's like still, it was still May when, when I heard that. So it's going to be like, it's like working its way up to being like all over the place. Coney Island. For sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what's the next, you're bringing three songs for the episode from this album. So what's your next pick? Yeah. Yeah. I am bringing the next one, which is like, tied with a different one for my favorite song on the album the one that is tied with this one for my favorite is going to be on the member segment so members will get that pero y'all are getting this one which i really love it's called titi me pregunto let's take a listen hey titi me pregunto si tengo mucha novia mucha novia hoy tengo a una mañana otra hey Pero no hay boda, Titi me preguntó si tengo muchas novias. <ríe> muchas novias, hoy tengo a una, mañana a otra. Me las voy a llevar la toa pa' un VIP, un VIP, ey. Saluden a Titi, vamos a tirarnos un selfie. Say cheese, ey. Que sonrían las que ya les metí en un VIP, un VIP, ey. Saluden a Titi, vamos a tirarnos un selfie. Say cheese, que sonrían las que ya se olvidaron de mí. Me gustan mucho las Gabriela. Las Patricia, las Nicole, la Sofía, mi primera novia en Kinder María y mi primer amor se llamaba Talía. Tengo una colombiana que me escribe todos los días y una mexicana que ni yo sabía. Otra en San Antonio que me quiere todavía y las de PR que todas son mías. 
mucho está cabrón Yo dejo que jueguen con mi corazón Si se da mudarme con todas por una mansión El día que me case te envío la invitación Muchacho, deja eso Ey, Titi me preguntó si tengo muchas novias Muchas novias Hoy tengo una, mañana otra Ey, pero no hay boda Titi me preguntó Yeah, I feel like the song's already everywhere Like I've heard it a number of places already, I think Yeah, it's gonna be a banger Yeah so why, I, do you, why do you love it so much? So I really like it because there, there's a few things. I just like immediately was grabbed by the sound. I think that Dominican Dembo has been um, the soundtrack to the last few summers of mine. And I think that for like a lot of Caribbean Latinos, that's the case. The Dominican Dembo is having just this like wild ascent, even though it's not particularly new. Um and um and so it just to me like it feels like summer it feels like this is the vibe like we're ready like we're outside <laughs> and um and but it also feels really original and really different again like all love to mag and la paciencia like i think that they make it sound like not every single other tempo out there necessarily not that it all sounds the same but I think it's just like there's something like really cool and different about it. Like, you know, like the 808s alone on this, like really do it for me. But like the theremin at the end fucking kills me. It's <laughs> so good that I forgive his use of the phrase baby gravy. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> I had hoped I didn't know this, but I had hoped to never come across that phrase. Yeah. But it's. You know, as soon as I came across it, I was like, wow, I really wish I didn't know what this was. But todos quieren su primogenito, so what the fuck, you know? <laughs> What's an 808? It's um, it's a drum machine. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it <laughs> lyrically, <baby> it's... <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm like, sorry. So like, what, what I was going to say is like, lyrically, it's also like very clever. <laughs> like there's something about that, even though like... Like it sticks with you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just—it's very bad bunny and very again, like as like a Caribbean person, like mm-hmm. it's very like familiar and homey in mm-hmm. that way. And um, I just think that it's also indicative of, like I said, like the influence that Dominican music is having on the larger Latin music landscape and on Bad Bunny in particular, right? Like the woman that talks in the interlude is Dominican, right? And interestingly, there's no Dominicans in the features. Yeah, Um, surprising. And yeah, and like I said, like Dominicans are all up in the production, but most people aren't really paying that much attention to that. Like I feel like it's like a few dorks who like go to the song credits and be like, who's producing this? But like most people aren't really paying that much attention to that. And so even though, like, obviously producers, like, really shape, um, you know, an album um, and, a, and a record. But um, the only non-Puerto Rican feature, actually, on the album is Bombe Stereo. Everybody yeah. else who's featured is Puerto Rican. Shout out, like, some uh, really classic features, too. Like, they have, like, Tony Dice is on there, <laughs> <laughs> who's, like, brought back from the motherfucking dead. Um, Chencho from uh, from Plan B is yeah, also he's on, um, there. on there. Jay Shout Cortez, out Plan yeah. B. Um, yeah, Jaco is on there. And then um, in the next track, I'm going to talk about, um, about Buscaulla. He brought two, like, really small sort of, like, indie bands 
um, that um, I wasn't expecting to see ever on a mm-hmm. Bad Bunny collaboration, including Busca Buya, um and the Marias yeah. are the other are the yeah. other um, right. band that um, are um, the singer is is Puerto Rican. I mean, that's what's what's so cool about about the like level that he's at is he can yeah he can do whatever he wants and he can also you know for better or for worse he can like really elevate people's work when he wants to you know and like get yeah into i mean i think it's a, a really thing. dope i'm so happy for buscabulla i remember like hearing buscabulla in the background of a bad bunny live like when we were in like deep lock lockdown mode because if you'll recall um in 2020 buscabulla put out this like really really stunning um, album called Regresa. We actually interviewed mm-hmm. them at the time. Um, mm-hmm. We can link that interview in the show notes if you want to listen to it. Um, and he was listening to it, right? It was, it was he was listening to it. Uh, so it's really it's a really interesting like moment to like um, know that they that like that now has led to this, um, which is very unexpected and really cool. Maybe we should just go ahead and listen to that. Um, this song is called Andrea and it's featuring Buscovia. de amores en lo que llega al indicado quiere quedarse en PR no irse para ningún estado pero todo se ha complicado como si ser mujer fuera un pecado la demonia ha despertado hey, una guerrera una de arco temperamental ni el camarco a la buena beso y abrazo a la mala botellazo sin soltar el vaso le gustaba el básquet leer tú y hacerse lazo pero de esa niña solo queda un pedazo so this song I just find so fucking beautiful and it's one of a couple like pretty explicitly political songs um, on this album and what I have heard is that this song came together in like just a couple of weeks um, and Raquel uh, from Buscabulla talked about how it's like one of the hardest things she's ever done um, because it like all had to come together like so so quickly um and this song is um it's called andrea it's named after andrea ruiz who was a 35 year old woman in puerto rico who was murdered by her ex-boyfriend after being denied a protective order by the courts Mm -hmm. so it's really tackling um really just like the intense difficult nature of womanhood uh in general and puerto rican womanhood in particular uh and like what obstacles are in place for women who try to live freely in a way that's about like their own wants and needs and pleasure um you know and he like talks about like como si ser mujer fuera pecado you know like mm. just like doing what 
you want to do or living life for yourself is like such a threat to the status quo Mm -hmm. um and obviously tackling like femicide right that um by naming the song after Andrea Ruiz, um, talking about this song, this album came out like shortly after the um, shortly after the Dobbs leak, the leak of the mm. case that's before the Supreme Court right now that might spell the end of Roe versus Wade and like legal abortion federally in the United States, um, and. Um, I also know that he was like working on this album up until like the very last fucking minute because my friend who interviewed him for the New York <laughs> Times was like, I got an incomplete album. Wow. <laughs> like, you know. Um, but the but there's a line in here, it's like Pacolmo el gobierno la llama asesina. It's like explicitly pro-choice and explicitly calling mm-hmm. out that like mm-hmm. how dare the government call you mm-hmm. a murderer, you know? Um and so it's just it's really dope to see somebody um on this level like tapping um an indie art like an indie band like Buscabulla that is like so deeply um that so Buscabulla is very like very much about Raquel right obviously her partner is also part of Buscabulla but I think that like she had a really big role in writing for this song and to like use his platform to bring light to what happened to Andrea Ruiz and what you know women all over Puerto Rico and all over the Latin America and the world are like experiencing it's just like wild tightrope um to be to be a woman and um and it's it's one of a couple explicitly political songs the other one is called apagón um which is very Mm -hmm. much about like puerto rico and Mm -hmm. puerto rico as a colony and what it's experiencing right now in terms of like gentrification i think i guess is like what you would call it right there's like Um, After the pandemic, there were a lot of, like, intense tax breaks um, that are being given to people to buy land, but they're not being given to people on the island, they're being given to outsiders, and there's, like, a really strange, like, crypto tech move to, like, all move to Puerto Rico, to, like, do shit in Puerto Rico, so, like, that's a really interesting influence, um, and that's all in the context of these really, really intense um, programs of cuts that have been done. There were like all of these like public services, including like really, really basic ones like schools, are being like yeah. cut and closed and and um, being taken away because of um, this like junta directiva that is mostly again made up of people that are not necessarily on the island so um this is all happening in this larger context of like devastation in puerto rico and people who want to stay on the island really feel like they can't and at the same time all these people outsiders are coming and buying up land and you know making it really difficult and just bringing light to that situation too on apagong so yeah. it's it's nice to see um, to see those two contexts there. Yeah, and it's like a, I mean, you hear the bad bad bunny, you know, sounding like bad bunny in the parts of this song where he his voice is centered. But you know, the busco the pieces that are more buscovia style, like it's it is unexpected to me to to have this on on a bad bunny album. 
Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you said it, like, Busca Uya's musical influence is all over this. Like, if you listen to Regresa, like, you can hear it very clearly, and you can hear that through line, and I'm just super happy for them. I hope they're getting paid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I wonder how that works. I have no idea. I mean, I hope it's nothing like writing it writing a piece for an anthology because then you don't get shit <laughs> like the i'm assuming they get like the streaming like they're like writers on it and they're like you know so like, yeah the, they get a percentage streams, of the royalties from so streaming. they get like a yeah. percentage of yeah right which has been highly streamed so right but i don't know it's like uh streaming is like a really fucked up it's I all mean, really it's fucked, all up. fucked up the music industry is so fucked up i mean so many industries but... are listen i was i was in an anthology that i will not name by a best-selling author that I will not name. Um, and <laughs> I got, you know, a standard, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks for the piece. And then it's a New York Times bestseller and it's been published in like seven bazillion languages. And like, I don't get anything else from that. You know what no, I mean? No, no. But that, that editor, the person who, you know, kind of whose name is on the front cover gets money over and over and over again. So Yeah, that's right. And that's I, right. I no, music publishing a is a little bit different, but yeah, it, is it is quite a predatory um quite a predatory industry yeah but they've got a lot of exposure you know (laughs) yeah exposure pays the rent right so the last song for the main part of this episode is my pick and um we're staying in sort of the dominican track here but i'm going away from bad bunny this song (laughs) is mi persona favorito by ala hasa let's take a listen remember hearing about this artist when we were in DR, which was, I think, only three years ago, which feels like bananas to me because it feels like it was like three lifetimes ago now. Um, but but yeah, Vero and I were hanging out in DR. We got to interview some artists. It was really lovely. 
and you know, I was like trying to pay attention to like what kind of I saw about music. And I, I think the the way I saw this person's name was on some of the bootleg CDs we bought on the beach that day. I remember that. Mm, um, mm-hmm. I think I have a I bootleg CD that. of this person <laughs> somewhere. Nice. Um, nice. So this popped up in um, is some new music on my feed, and I was like, oh, cool. Like I remember this dude. And so. Um, What's interesting about it was that reading a little bit more about his bio, which, you know, is written by him on Spotify. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But it talks about how he is um, credited with creating this genre called Mamwali, which is a style of urban merengue that brings in a ton of other influences. And I feel like you can hear in this song, like it's there's a lot going on. Um, So it's a lot going on. You know, it's merengue with trap, but then... It says in the description, like, brings in salsa, but also things like Syrian wedding music. Okay. Very specific. Um, but yeah, so it's just, uh, it's there's a, a lot of stuff going on in the song. And he's not the only one making music kind of under this title. Um, mm-hmm. But I thought it was interesting and different and just wanted to, to bring it to the show. Yeah. Do you know anything about why it's called that? That's a great question. I did a quick Google and I'm not finding much. And most of what you find when you Google it is him. So... Yeah, you know, yeah. take that for what it is. I did find some other like playlists that were tagged Mom Wally on Spotify that didn't just have his music. So who knows? Let's let's keep an eye. Maybe this will become like I'll a bigger say, thing. Do some you know, on that. I want to learn. Yeah. More. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I have no idea where that name comes from. Well, thanks so much for listening, y'all. Appreciate your patience during our time away from the show. Um, and yeah, we're back and ready to bring you more weekly content. Thank you, thank you, thank you all for still listening to us after <laughs> our little time off. Not off, but when we are back, we are on social media. We're at Radio Mane on Twitter, on Instagram. We have a, our little newsletter where we send you links and stuff that will be starting back up again. So follow us on all the places. And as always, all the info about the songs in our show notes at RadioMane.com. And thanks so much for listening. Shout out, Maite. Thank you for the editing. Yes, yes. Hasta la próxima. Bye.